0: Join us every week for a light-hearted, queer perspective, and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at Seventh Heaven a Lesbian Recap.
1: Jana, they do not. Yes, they do. And I could see everything.
0: Hey, girl, hey! Michelle! Oh, my gosh. Everyone just turned this off because we were so loud in their ears. Oh I am God. sorry. This is our second time recording it because the first time we sounded really tired. We are very tired, but then we slapped each other around a little bit, and now we're, <laughs> now we're ready to go. We're it did up. sound like we listened back, and I was like, oh, we sound like we're, like, half asleep. Wah, wah. So here we are, full of pep, full of energy, here to bring you a crazy episode Um. You're going to hear our original intro to our JAMA interview, which is playing today. um, Because it's a good intro, but it's totally out of date because it was October. Yeah. And we talk about going to Texas. And And uh, we're not going to Texas. No, we did go to Texas and it was great. We went to at least one Target every day. Yes, it was incredible. (laughs) Yeah. And then we like zipped zipped around on Uber scooters. (laughs) Yeah, that was so fun and remember when we first went on it and we were just like oh my god <laughs> on it and just like screaming we just screamed <laughs> down the sidewalks of downtown we didn't know what to do we're just like ah! oh were we, dallas yeah dallas yeah yeah and we also saw randy rainbow oh so good and then oh, we I love him also saw a person <gasps> who i believe lives on the streets defecating i forgot about that in the streets i forgot about that <laughs> Like j- literally, just like in the middle of the sidewalk as we scooted past. Aren't you guys glad we redid our intro so we could add that little tidbit? Yeah. That that was rough. That was, that was yeah. So we need to have a nap, mm-hmm. pep the f up. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys listen to this episode, <laughs> <laughs> and we interviewed Jana, who is a friend of ours, who I met a million years ago, um, who had to have a cornea transplant. Mm-hmm because of some crazy stuff that happened to her eye and we talk all about it and it's incredible and crazy and sign your organ donation your tissue donation uh cards because yeah, it, gave it, all. it it helps it help, really helps a lot of people yeah and also on that note in the first take I really like that we said America we love you and miss you Yes, we do because and we also have a lot of American listeners and so a thank you Mm b you're so far away (laughs) I just want to come visit and shop and my like ideal vacation is going somewhere in the states getting a hotel room sleeping ordering food and going to Target every day that's like that's what we did in all I want to do yeah sleep eat. Target. Yeah. No kids. No kids. And scoot. And scoot. <gasps> and watch Randy Rainbow again. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, he's the best. And what was the? What's the TV? The streaming app that we don't have. Here? Oh, Hulu. Yeah, yeah. And watch Hulu because you guys have the best shows on that. I know. We don't. We have don't have Hulu. access to it. So. <laughs> so everybody wear a mask. Let's get this coronavirus under wraps so yes. we can come visit y'all y'all um okay enjoy this episode bye Bye-bye. michelle Carling, tell me about your toe i broke my toe it looks real bad i did not sign up for that Um, And how did it happen? So I went to put my daughter in timeout because you're forcing me to give my kids timeout. (laughs) I'm basically super nanny. Um, And she didn't want to go in timeout and she ran away and I went to catch her and I jabbed my baby toe into the like doorframe and now I can't walk and And it's real ugly, super, it's super sore. It's Um, really bad. I'm glad it's not snowing because I can't wear, like, anything on my feet. Oh, yeah. No, you have to get an x ray Yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, we go to Texas. <gasps> I'm so on, excited. I'm going Sunday, but then you're coming Tuesday. Do we know anyone in Texas that we can interview? That's a good point. I don't know anybody in Texas. All my exes live in Texas, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how could we find somebody? I'm going to put it out there somehow. Put it out there. Just put it out there like the secret. It's yeah. like don't <laughs> even you know. Um what do. are we going to do in Texas? We're going to go to Target every we're single day. We're going to go to Denny. Target and then we're going to go to Target and then I think we should probably go to Target. Yes. I want to see the Neiman Marcus, only because of that Blue Cantrell song. I love how you say it. It's like you're Neiman Marcus, like you're an old lady. Like I, I need we need to go to the Neiman Marcus. How do you say it? just like neiman marcus it's not like the neiman marcus we're gonna go to neiman marcus i'm mm. shopping spria and on the whale grab soli and mia <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go to randy rainbow oh yeah I'm so we're gonna to see that. randy rainbow the condo we're gonna stay at has a rooftop pool and we're canadian so even if it's 20 degrees and cloudy <laughs> it's gonna be warm enough and even if we are pasty white yeah and have winter bodies (laughs) we will get into a baby it's only October (laughs) hey I've had my winter body since last winter so (laughs) today we interviewed Jana yes um and I didn't even know her story is about organ and tissue donation yes this story is so insane And I didn't know so much about um, organ and tissue donation. Yeah, we learned. So we also have a, yeah, we also learned something. We did learn. Um, Also, she's lovely. She's awesome. I love her. She's just such a cool chick. Yeah. And her story has so many twists and turns. And I was just shocked. I knew a little bit about it, but not nearly everything she told us. And it was just... yeah. Unbelievable and really inspiring. Yeah, and yeah. So, uh, give it a listen. Here we go. Let's
1: talk about your eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but really. Like how?
0: Like how did it start? Take me back
1: to the (laughs) day. It was April, I think, 28th (laughs) of 2006. Oh, a long time ago. Yes. So I lived in Lethbridge, and we had just finished university classes, and I was going to start summer school classes, but we had like a couple weeks off in between. So I was on break, and one day I woke up, and my eye was red and scratchy, but if you wear contacts, that happens a lot, Mm -hmm. so I was like, "Oh, whatever, but then it just kept getting worse and worse as the day went on, and then it was, like, watering, and I'm like, oh, geez, like, I think I have an eye infection, so it was a Friday, so I had to wait till Monday to see my eye doctor, so... I just suffered through the weekend, but it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then by Monday, I couldn't even open my eye anymore because it hurts so bad. Oh and it was red and it felt like sand in my eye. Like it, it oh was wow. really bad. So I went to just my regular eye doctor and he was like, I have no idea what this is. This is Bad. Oh, this whoa. is really bad. It's not what you want to hear and, from an eye doctor. No. And <laughs> he's like, I really honestly have no idea what's going on. I got to refer you to somebody else today. Whoa. So then I went to a specialist in Lethbridge the same day. And he was like, I think it is the herpes virus. Like, So he's like, sometimes if you get a cold sore, it can travel up into your eye. Wow. wow i'm like okay but i've never had a cold sore before i'm like that doesn't make any sense yeah but he's the doctor someone okay whatever so he gave me all these eye drops to take and it was just getting worse and worse and worse so it was probably like four or five days maybe of taking these jobs and by the end of the week so it was like week to week so like friday to friday by the next friday i couldn't see anything anymore wow and so went back into the doctor and he's like yeah like i don't know what's going on um i want to refer you to somebody in calgary but um the soonest appointment they have is september (gasps) no and this is in april and already in one week i couldn't see yeah so my dad went in (laughs) yeah and he's a big scary guy (laughs) lots of tattoos and he ripped a strip off of the doctor oh my and then magically
0: I had you an appointment the idea. next day
1: so <laughs> oh my Sometimes I just need your dad to like go in mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah because how old were you with the time like... 20 or 21 yes yeah, yeah. like just, around yeah. 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 yeah yeah okay so then I see the specialist in Calgary and right away he's like I know exactly what this is he's like i he so he had literally just moved to calgary like the week before and he had lived in australia and he said this eye infection is really common in australia and so i know exactly what it is and he's like for some reason this infection keeps showing up in canada they're not really sure why, but it's super rare. It's literally one in one million people what? will get this infection. And so it's called amoeba keratitis. And what it is, is an amoeba. It's like a parasite. And it latches onto your eye and it eats it. <laughs> so in australia why that happens is because they're doing a lot of water activities with the ocean and everything and if you wear contacts and you get water in your eye but you wear the soft contact lenses it it gets under but then because you have the contact lens over it's like the perfect environment for the Uh, amoeba to grow so you you can get water in your eye but it's not moist right without the contact i mean some people do get it without wearing contacts now Uh, i'm like
0: taking my contacts
1: yeah. out <laughs> so, um, so like the big thing is like never 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 use water for your contacts oh my gosh
0: I've done that so many times and you're times. actually not
1: supposed to shower with your contacts you're not supposed to swim with your contacts oh like my nothing gosh. That's not how I got Uh, it, but like I'll get to
0: I've had so many, okay, like in my younger days, like sleeping over at a friend's house and being like, crap, I forgot my contacts. I'm just going to use water. Mm -hmm. Ah. No, that's... Because that's... I think that I don't have contacts, but I think that's just a really common thing. Well, I mean, yeah, but obviously the contact solution is completely different, but you think like, I just need, I just need to keep these moist and, you know, that's what you're going to do. Totally. And, and I've, I sh- sh- shower with mine all the time because I'm completely blind without mine. Oh, my gosh, Janet. Me too. freaking me
1: out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. So this eye doctor, he gave me, okay, so what was it? I think it was six eye drops, and I had to space them five minutes apart.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And I had to take them every hour. So- if you for do the math, it's long? literally every five minutes I'm putting a new eyedrop in, like indefinitely. Forever. What? Until it gets, like, until the parasite Like, it could be days, weeks? It was months. Oh, that every five <laughs> it, minutes? It was, oh, I think it was three months that it, I had to do that for. And then finally it had calmed down a little bit. Okay, so the but night, wait, overnight. Yeah, at first I had to do it overnight. I had to set my alarm and um so I think I had to wake up maybe two or three times in the night and do it and then during the day it was just all day it was so bad like I couldn't even function like the pain was so awful that like I couldn't lift my head up and any kind of light I couldn't like I was sitting in my parents basement and even the light from the tv with all the lights off like I couldn't handle it yeah I was just like this did they have podcasts back then audiobooks oh um, I was gonna yeah, say yeah. Yes. you needed yeah. say yes and that's what I did do yeah
0: so you couldn't work you couldn't go no. to school no you I had couldn't. to drop
1: out of school because oh, I was signed up for summer school but I, I literally I tried going for a couple days and I'm like I can't be in here because the fluorescent lights they're just like way too much yeah so yeah I basically I moved back home with yeah. my parents and they lived in Calgary um for like the whole summer wow. basically So then at the end of summer, it had finally calmed down a little bit and I only had to take three eye drops then at that point. And it was only like four times a day, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I had to wear this eye patch because I had to put the eye drops in and then wear an eye patch to keep the eye drops in my eye. Right. Um, But I should also backtrack. These eye drops they were pure broline one of them which is oh. like acid so like it just burns your eye. so like already the pain from the amoeba eating my eyeball but also on top of it so okay the amoeba it goes into like a shell form so you can't like if you put eye drops in it doesn't kill it so that's why i had to take them every hour and be like very consistent so when it finally did come out of its like cyst form i could still like get it yeah so it's a bugger to kill like impossible so and then that's also why you have to use like such harsh eye drops yeah so and so were you seeing the specialist frequently oh yeah like three times a week i think like a yeah, it was yeah. a lot. So then in September, I went into massage therapy school. I was guess I had the eye patch on and the infection had calmed down a little bit. Like, it was still there, but it was enough that I could, like, handle going out in public. So then... And sorry, was your eye set back at this point? Even though oh, no, no no, 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 You still couldn't see anything? No. So everything had calmed down and it... so Okay, that was September and then... Fast forward to like November, and the infection was gone by November, so then I only had to do eye like, drops three times a day or whatever. And then by that point, I had a scar over my eye from the amoeba. Did like, you see it? You could see it. It was Look like I looked at your eye, it man. was white. <gasps> so I always had people asking me, like Are you wearing <laughs> Halloween contacts? Oh, I'm my like. God no yeah but that's what it looked like it looked like my like it it didn't look white but it was like like kind foggy of like almost. bluish right. white like you couldn't see my pupil you couldn't see what color my eye was it was just like white so what? the infection was gone to me the little guy died. it was well yeah okay as far as they could tell the right. little
0: guy well <laughs> did you name it <laughs>
1: Patrick. jerk face yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Patrick. Patrick <laughs> no, didn't name it. No, <laughs> no, that really did Shut up. My <laughs> first thought was, okay,
0: what's
1: <laughs> Who did this to you? Uh, <laughs> I know. This you? <laughs> so, that, so yeah, that was November of 2006 and that is when he told me that so he saw the scar in my eye and he told me like you're gonna need a cornea transplant and I was like what is that (laughs) so he explained like we gotta wait like a couple more months or not even it was more than that it was like we had to wait a full year because like I said this Eye infection is such a bugger that it can hide and then come back up. Like I don't, like you're going to need a cornea transplant, but we got to really make sure it's gone. So you have to wait at least a year and then I'll put you on the cornea transplant list because we don't want it to eat your new cornea.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Because that happens. So at that point you cannot see it all out of your eye. No, nothing. Wow. Nothing. I could see light. That is it. Other than that, I can't see anything. Oh, my gosh. So, I just, yeah, I just kept going for, like, checkups or whatever. And it was just kind of, my eye was just there. I I think in early 2007, I didn't have to wear the eye patch anymore. And my eye was just there. Like, I couldn't see. And you just, like,
0: adapted to kind yeah. of. You know.
1: Not really, though. Yeah. So, like, you need two eyes for depth perception, mm-hmm. so like driving was really hard. So I had to like overcompensate. and right. could you legally drive? Like, yes. I asked my eye doctor that, yeah. and he said yes. That he's, he's like, like I he wouldn't get in the, the car time.
0: with you, yes. but yes, you can drive. <laughs> Tell me where do to go, and I will not. Be there.
1: I never had any issues because I just overly compensated yeah. and. And um, so, sorry, yeah. were you wearing a contact in your good eye at this point? No, I was okay. wearing my glasses. Like, you yeah. were off contact for a while. Yeah. 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 At that point. Yeah. You're like, and we're done with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, and also because I didn't know why. Like, my eye doctor had said, like, these are the reasons why this happens. And I'm like, but I didn't do any of those things. Right. So, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, it was, it was like, I don't know. Like, maybe I got water. Like, I yeah. just didn't know. So. Yeah. Well, I have was- had,
0: like one of my contacts fall out like midday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're kind of rushing to get home to get the new one in. But that whole time, it's like such a hard yeah thing to adapt to. Because I am my eyesight is quite bad. So I can imagine like going through a year of not being able to
1: see like out yeah. of one of your eyes. That's insane. It was much longer than a year oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my Gosh. in the end. But um In January of 2009, I'm watching the news and they have this story about this contact solution that is being recalled because people are going blind. And it was the contact solution that I used. To, like, was it, was just, it a certain batch of it or was it just like certain, all of it? No, it was okay. a certain batch Yeah, for sure. It was. And so, yeah. so
0: were there other people
1: in the world or North yes. America that got oh, the yes. same? Oh yeah. That and that's like, why my first doctor was like, I don't know why this is becoming so common and it was mostly because of that one batch of contact solution. But the thing is, is some people just had like a minor eye irritation for a couple days. And I think there was only like eight people in all of Canada who had like vision loss. Right. So (laughs) there was that. (laughs) And so at that point I, looked online because I'm like I want to know if like anybody else is going through this because like it's literally one in one million people yeah and I found this Facebook group about acanthamoeba keratitis and at that point in time there were 50 people in the group for the entire world wow Wow. oh my gosh and now Mm. don't quote me on it but I think there's like a thousand people now. wow yeah
0: and and that acanthamoeba perititis
1: keratitis keratitis Keratitis. (laughs) that is the name like that's (laughs) patrick yes (laughs) that that, that is the name
0: oh (laughs) my gosh
1: yeah and are um, most of these people in australia like do you know um there's actually a lot of people in england which i'm not sure why that's i'm not sure um but most of them, it's it's not from the contaminated contact right. station. There's only a handful. Most, it's they wore their contacts in the swimming pool, in the shower. Okay. So now you're still waiting for... Yes. Um, so, yeah, nothing changed. I was just waiting. And he said the same thing. Like, it has to be somebody young. So then on... September 3rd, 2009, I got the call for my transplant, and it was very emotional, and yeah, take us through that, like, like, where were you, where, what what time was it, so, what were you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that, okay, so I was at work, and I worked at the UPS store at the time, (laughs) and I went on my lunch break, I came back this is before like you really carried your cell phone around everywhere yeah Yeah. so I came back to work I had a note on my desk that said call Dr. Al Ghul which was my doctor that I'd been seeing I'm like that's weird and then I got excited like oh my gosh is this it so I started freaking out grabbed the phone ran out the back door and then I called the office and Uh it. Finally, the lady picks up and she's like, Janna, we have donor tissue for you. Do you want your transplant on Tuesday? And like, I'll never forget those words of her saying that. They were like ingrained in my brain. But after that, like she kept talking and telling me all these <laughs> things. I'm like, I don't remember anything she told me. All I remember uh, is Tuesday. Yeah. And we had to be there at 7 a.m. That's all I remember. Everything else she said to me, don't remember at all. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that I knew that it had to be somebody young. And so immediately I just lost it because like, oh my God, somebody lost somebody that is really young and they like, they're too young to die. And so that was real, like from September 3rd to September 8th, when I got the transplant, like I just cried every single day because... Oh, well, it's just such a weird thing, because you're, like, happy because you're going to see again, yeah. but then it, at the same time, it's, like, somebody, like, lost their mom, their daughter, like... Like, oh,
0: yeah, like, the parallel of, this is the best day, this is the best yes. call, and they're having the worst day of their lives.
1: That's exactly what yeah. word would I say yeah. when I do um, my transplant speeches. Yeah. It's, like, it's so weird, because you're having the best day of your life and someone's having the worst day of life. Like that's like mind blowing. It is. Yeah. It is. Yes. You know, in
0: order for you to celebrate, somebody has to be mourning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then I was that, (laughs) and then the day of the transplant. So we had to be there early and it's a waiting room of just full of (laughs) people who are getting cataract surgery so they're older <laughs> the majority of the people there are yeah. like much older and then there's me and then a lady who's like so I was 22 I think 23 and then there's a lady who was like in her 30s and then everybody else is quite a bit older so she stuck out to me right away mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like hmm what's going on there so they you walk up to the desk and then they put a big blue x over which eye they're doing surgery <laughs> on so everyone in the waiting just room just to make has, sure yeah everyone oh, in the waiting room has this big x on their forehead above the eye that they're doing surgery <laughs> oh, right. and gosh. then you just sit back down and then every hour this lady comes around and puts eye drops in everybody's eyes every hour but i noticed everybody got the same eye drops except me and this other lady oh. so then we asked her like what are you getting done and she's like i'm getting a cornea transplant and i'm like oh, so am i oh my and gosh. then we figured out we the have the same, same donor person. oh my wow. god! Yeah, that <laughs> yeah that's insane yeah what so a
0: moment.
1: I, I, oh, oh. I didn't keep in touch with her i kick myself all the time i wish i did Because that would have been really neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we connected in the waiting room. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then they take me back. It's finally my turn. (laughs) And so they sit me down and they're like, okay, so we need to freeze your eye first. And he's like, it's literally a needle into your eyeball. And he's like, it's going to sting, but then it's going to freeze. And then he must have saw... How white I was because then he was like, "Would you like some medic, like a sedative?" I'm like, "Yes, yes. And yes." He's like, "Okay, so usually we give Advan, but I'm gonna give you something stronger." But the thing is, is you're not gonna remember this happening, and I'm like, "That's fine. Yeah. I don't need to remember." So this I'm is s- not one for the memory <laughs> books. No. So I'm sitting there, and the lady beside me, she gets called back to get her surgery. And she's with Dr. Al Ghul, who's my surgeon. And like two minutes later, they come and get me. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I guess they made a mistake. I don't remember anything. It was actually like an hour. Oh, ago. oh, wow. But they've given me the medication. said <laughs> yeah, so I'm not yeah, going to yeah. remember. I have no recollection of that entire hour. Wow. So wow. I don't remember the needle in my oh, That's yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Honestly, I, I, when I had my miscarriage—it's probably the same thing because um, you don't remember anything, yes. but you can still answer questions. You can still move and do it. Yeah, they need you to do. Yeah, but you have no memory yeah. of of the whole thing. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's very it's strange. So- <laughs> yeah, it still
1: kind of freaks me out. Yeah, like, how do you not remember a needle going into
0: you? <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah,
1: hard. and you're awake. Yeah, you're yeah. awake the whole time. Yeah. And I don't so. Know. I, I need to Google corneas because, so, what is your cornea? So your cornea is like if you touch your eye, that's your cornea that you're touching. Like the
0: eyeball?
1: Like yes. the part? It's the front. Oh, so it's like a shield that goes over your whole yes. eyeball? Yes. <laughs> but there's like the cornea and then there's like fluid in between. Yeah. And so they removed your cornea. Okay. First of all, back, to back, back it yeah. up. <laughs> okay. So you have to be awake during your cornea transplant. Oh, okay. So I'm sedated, but my mind is like racing because I know exactly what's happening, but my body is like relaxed.
0: And you're just chill, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> so you have to lay on this table and then they put a piece of plastic over your face and it was so weird. I don't know what they did. If there was like, maybe they put eye drops in my eyes. So initially I couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. I don't really understand all of that, but I, I just couldn't see anything when they put the thing over my face. So laying there and then all of a sudden, I mean, I don't even know how much time had passed, probably like 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden I hear my surgeon saying, okay, we're ready for the donor tissue. And I was like, what they already cut off my cornea. Oh my and I didn't god. even know. But then I think once they took off the bad, because it was scarred. So maybe that's why I couldn't see. But once they took that off, then I could see again. Oh and my god. So gosh. the entire time. And they literally with needle and thread <gasps> sew your cornea oh, on. Shanna. No. They do not. Yes, they do. And I could see everything happening. So that's like the first thing you saw out of your eye was literally the surgeon, needle, and thread. And then the worst part is like I didn't feel any pain, but you can feel pressure. So when he would pull to tighten the thread, I could feel the pressure on my eyeball.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) It was awful.
0: I'm dead. So you can't see. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, I can see. Oh, my gosh. Yes. What and now I can happening? see everything
1: that's happening. Uh, but he was so good. He kept, like, he obviously, he's done a million of these. And he knew, like, this is not going to freak you out. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, we got, like, 15 minutes left. We got like, 10 minutes left. Five more minutes. We're almost done and then literally it's the weirdest thing you just he was done and then I just stood up and like walked out of the room
0: <laughs> with your new corny oh yes. my so gosh that
1: weird so they put no it um, seems
0: totally normal to and <laughs> <you
1: know. laughs> so they put this contact on it's called a contact bandage because it it is actual stitches it irritates your eyelid so they put this bandage on so it protects your eyelid from getting irritated. Because every time you blink, it would like rub. Yeah. I'm assuming
0: they're dissolvable stitches.
1: No. Oh, no. no, no I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> so I went home, had a nap. And then later in the afternoon, we have to go back to make sure everything looks good. So he takes the bandage off, has a look. He says, it's perfect puts the bandage back on I go home and I think I went back to him every day for a week and then it was like once a week after that um but everything was perfect and the next day I could see so crazy and most people that I've seen especially on that the keratitis Facebook group a lot of them have a lot of issues where it's really red the next day and a lot of them have had it where they have been rejected like almost immediately like their body um, rejects the new cornea yes and I have a friend actually who she had to have her whole eye removed because it was just too bad So she, I, just pop it in her socket yeah so now she has a fake one
0: with the glass eye yeah on.
1: and she's not the only one who's had to have their eye removed there's a couple people in that group who've had their eye removed that is so awful it could be so much worse so
0: was it ever a discussion about like do you want to pop this out no before it was like let's do a donor first
1: oh yeah like yeah. okay so I guess at this point in time I'll tell you so I had the transplant and it was perfect it literally was perfect my eye wasn't even red it is crazy any pain yeah but not as much as you would think yeah. so just um, kind of like
0: tylenol
1: yeah kind of thing or yeah, just I think it was t3s for yeah like a week or two and then uh-huh. just regular tylenol but honestly after a couple of weeks it was okay so the only time it started to get irritated is when the stitches started to pop out so I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd have to call the surgeon and I'd go in and he would put numbing drops in my eye and i would sit in the chair and he'd have like that little microscope thingy where mm-hmm. you can see up close and he would come at me with tweezers and literally just pull them out
0: and like your instinct would be to close your eyes because yes. you but like you
1: can't no he'd have to hold my eye open like with his oh, fingers and
0: good heavens Oh, there's like a blue jay. There's it's two blue jays on the trampoline. Oh, that's weird. Oh, they're so nice. Oh, can you see it? That's really insensitive, Michelle.
1: Oh my gosh, Shana. Crazy. And so, see that. no, they yeah.
0: Your stitches removed. Yes. And yeah, so. Is there if- a reason they wouldn't use? I guess you wouldn't really want dissolving things dissolving into your eyeballs, right? Like,
1: like what? I don't know the reasoning. Yeah, maybe actually no, that's a lie. I think that they have to use the real stitches probably because it takes so long for your eye to heal. Like, okay. if, if you use dissolvable stitches, I don't think it would have healed right. fast right. enough. I imagine it would super dissolve. Yeah, it probably
0: right. dissolved too
1: fast. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Um, so I like it took a full year before all the stitches came out what? so it was like after three months he took a couple stitches out because it was irritating me and then like every I don't know two months I would go in and I'd say it's I can feel it's irritating me again so then he'd take a couple more out so that's just kind of how it went every time were they time visible I went, Yes. I was just thinking you, that. Like, if, if people were making high contact with you, were like, you've got a little sun. You No, not that. you, But you'd have to look really close okay. to see. So if we're, like, sitting across from each other, you wouldn't be able to see. Right. Yeah. But if you, like, really were looking for it, you could see.
0: If them. I was just cribbly, like, yeah. coming up towards <laughs> you. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so what does aftercare look like? Um. It was just two eye drops. It was like an anti-rejection drop. And I only used that for a year. Oh, that's a long time. That was it. But But, still, I mean,
0: if you're trying to get something not to reject, like that seems like.
1: So this is, again, another crazy thing is that most people who've had cornea transplants are on these drops for life. And I only took them for a year. And then my doctor's like, let's just see what happens and it was fine which i think it's unheard of
0: wow Wow.
1: so like everything about this transplant was literally perfect smooth yeah everything is perfect like i feel really really lucky no kidding but after i had the transplant then we figured out this is where it gets a little complicated so because i couldn't see for three years my brain had turned off the vision in this eye oh. and so my eye turned out so it was like a lazy yes, eye because yeah. it wasn't being used so my brain's like well we'll just turn we'll that, that off that we don't yeah. need that anymore well, yeah. so it turned out but we didn't know that until i had the transplant and then they thought well it will probably just take some time for your brain to figure out like you can see again and it will come back together because it's a muscle, isn't it? Yes. Like that keeps your eye. Yeah. So anyways, that didn't happen. We waited like a year and we tried different glasses and I tried patching my good eye so I would yes. use my left eye. Anyways, nothing worked. So I had to have another surgery to pull it back straight and then so they pull it and then they sew it oh. again but this surgery was better because i could actually go under so i, I yeah. was awake for okay. this one. so it was better but when i'm tired it still will wander out
0: oh.
1: and so because the amoeba did so much damage and again we didn't know this until i had the transplant is you can probably see my pupil doesn't dilate and constrict, it's it's just dilated like all the time. And it's not a perfect circle. And that's because it damaged my iris, which is the colored part and the pupil. So it just, when he did my transplant, he said he tried to fix the iris as best as he could, but this is like as good as it gets. So Mm -hmm. my eyes still really sensitive to light because it doesn't constrict. So right. outside I always have sunglasses on. Yeah. And then it just I mean it looks different. People always ask me like, "Oh, is, do you have two different colored eyes?" But it's just because the pupil is so big and right. it looks yeah. like two different yeah. colored eyes. Sorry, but, I'm
0: just staring at your
1: eyeballs. Now. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> and so is your vision the same in both eyes now? No. Okay. Again, this is where it's it complicated. So I have double vision permanently. Because when they do the surgery to move your eye straight again, they can't get it exactly perfect. And then, like I said, when I'm tired, it likes to wander out a little bit. So I always have double vision. And we tried everything. So I can have 20-20 vision with my transplant eye. But then I get two images that are both clear. Oh. they both exactly the same. So it's easier for me to just not, and then I know which one's the real one and which one is the blurry one, the not real one. Game. But it's crazy because my brain—I hardly ever notice the double vision until I start talking about it. So right now, okay, I see it like yeah. full on, or when I'm reading. I don't read a lot anymore because it really jumps out at me when I read. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, my brain just. Has like adapted and it just shut off. That's incredible. That's double vision. I don't know how it all works, but like I have astigmatism. Cool.
0: Yeah. So I can, if I'm not wearing my contacts, it is double, but not in a, probably not in like a super prominent way. It's like mm-hmm. that there. And then it's like a little bit behind in a yeah. weird way. Like you can kind of see it double, but to see like two. So do you see like two carvings
1: right now? Yeah. So there's. She's there, but then also like up in a little bit. Wow! Yeah. Wow!
0: That's bonkers! Yeah, just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like get out of here. Wow, that's so <laughs> interesting. Like I said,
1: like honestly, I don't ever notice it until I start talking about it. So yeah. it's just like really prominent right now because I'm talking about it. Yeah. But otherwise, my brain is just like,
0: we're good. my like, gosh, <laughs> bodies are insane. Like how, yeah. like how 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 how? how? Yeah. I don't know medical, like and just like the fact that you can transplant somebody's cornea. Yeah. Yeah. When she said donor eye, the first thing I thought is they literally plucked somebody's eye out of their socket
1: and put it in yours. I don't like connected things. I don't think that's possible. Like, don't (laughs) quote me on it, but that's what everybody assumes. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it would have to connect to your brain. I don't think. yeah. Right. Can so
0: so in terms of size like what is the size of tissue that they tra- like you know what i mean like like a millimeter uh like you know what i mean like i don't know yeah so just like <laughs> wow i just i'm just picturing like you know it's protecting like, that oh, little yeah. amount of tissue oh yeah and making sure that it's in the right environment and making sure you know, taking it from the so, donor. And I mean, that's
1: just so the, crazy. The cool thing about cornea transplants is you don't need to have like a blood match because there's no blood vessels. Okay. Yeah. And so it also can last a little longer, not connected okay. to a body. Right. So when we we're sitting in the waiting room, we actually saw them bring it the cooler in. No way. Yeah. And did you just look at the other girl and be like, those are our eyes That's, no <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely not.
0: laughs> no oh. no no <laughs> oh my gosh that is so crazy I know should I talk about the
1: other half of the no like the transplants <laughs> the actual transplant donor family yeah. part of it yeah, yeah. it's it real crazy <laughs> what are you recording
0: yeah i've done the stupidest things with my contacts can i just tell you like falling asleep with them in like all this stuff well, you and still, but like when we went swimming you oh yeah contact. like because i can't see more than like maybe three inches in front of my face same yeah and so i mean i got my i got contacts when i was 10 years old Whoa. and i yeah And I don't ever remember them saying, I mean, it was always like, obviously, make sure you wash your hands before and after and, and don't sleep with them in. But I never was told
1: don't swim with them
0: than what it was. So -hmm. So talk to us about the donor family.
1: Okay. So when I was going through all of this, I started a blog and that was mostly just to like keep my family and friends updated on what was going on. So I started it when I was on the transplant list the second time and I had went and he had told me he's like you're gonna have your transplant in the next three months and so I'm like okay I'm gonna start writing everything that happened down and then I'm gonna like document the whole thing yeah because
0: so, that's a lot to remember like that's a lot is. of pieces to
1: remember it yeah. is yeah. yes and then also with, like, the lawsuit, I th- thought it might be helpful to, like, have everything written down, mm-hmm. too, in case I forget the details. So I had the transplant. I still, like, documented everything. I even, like, came home the day of the transplant, and I just put, like, I've had it, everything's perfect, I'll update tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. like, everything was on there. So I didn't know this, but somebody from the Southern Alberta organ donation program, had found the blog and was reading it and then they I don't know how they found out but they found my phone number and they were like we do this dinner every year where we invite all the doctors and nurses that do transplants and it's like a thank you dinner and we want you to come and speak at it and so initially I was like no way yeah (laughs) But then i'm like i need to do this because i feel like it's something i can do to give back so all right i'll do it but i'm freaking out about it so go to this dinner the first person that speaks is um mom and her son who is like three years old had a heart transplant wow and so everybody's crying like it's really emotional because her son is there and you can see he's alive and well and then the next person that went was the donor family and it was a husband and his wife had passed away and he donated all of her organs and tissues But what stood out to me was, he said that his wife passed away August 30th, 2009, Mm -hmm. and I got the call September 3rd, 3rd, 2009, so I'm like, whoa, those dates are really close. And he specifically said that he donated her corneas. And so I was like, what? There's no way. But like, seriously, though, like that, because I knew that nobody donated their corneas. So on the way home, I said to my mom and dad, do you think that that's my donor family? And then we're both like, no, they would never do that because they how it works is like you can write letters to your donor family and vice versa, but it goes through the program right. and mm-hmm. they cross out anything that gives away who you are, mm-hmm. and you cannot ever know who each other is. And so, I'm like, they would never do that. That's crazy. So, anyways, I went home. I friended him on Facebook because I thought that would be kind of cool if we, like, spoke in other dinners, or just stay connected. Yeah. That'd be cool. And his story really touched me. like. It just really, you know, when you hear somebody's story and it really sticks with you. It's like one of those. And so anyways, didn't think much of it. And then I did my speech and it was amazing because I didn't know that my doctor that did my surgery was going to be there and he was literally sitting front row center and the entire speech was about how awesome he is so I was crying like everybody was crying it was so special though because nobody gets like you don't get to do that like really pour your heart out to your doctor yeah yeah so oh it was so cool and even now, I still go see him every six months. Oh. And I don't know. He's just awesome. So that um, was really cool. Yeah. So if you ever need a cornea transplant, <laughs> yeah. contact Dr. Al Dr. <laughs> Al <Al-Ghul. laughs> Next see, time so we'll have him. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so you friend this man. Okay. So, yeah, we keep in touch, whatever. We're just Facebook friends. Like, yeah.
0: Do you think, though, him sitting in the audience was like, because he would have heard your speech yes and he would have been connecting the dots too
1: he said that he was kind of thinking the same thing but yeah kind of felt the same thing as me like there's no way they would have us both here like you can't do that so
0: sorry yep, (laughs) i don't want to interrupt you but you know you see these videos of like the donor person coming to the fam like the family's wedding and like listening to the heartbeat and Is it different laws in Canada? I think there must be,
1: because I think most of those are from the States. So I don't know if it's different. But then also I've heard that in Canada, if both sides agree, Mm -hmm. then they'll exchange the info. But I don't know if that's 100% true. I don't know.
0: And so there wasn't ever a point where they asked you, like, do you want the donor family to know who you are?
1: Never. Okay. Interesting. So then I had... I mean, this was, like, years go by. And then I did a couple more of these speeches, um, but they were, like, a different audience. So that first time was, like, doctors and nurses who do the transplants, and it was, like, a thank-you dinner to them. And then the other times i done it, it's um, donor families. So, like, they have, like, within the past year, they have lost somebody that they donated their organs. So then it's, like... This is how you've changed yeah, other like, people's lives. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Like these people received your loved one's donation, and like, yeah. thank you and for look that. what you've done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, anyways, I never met up with his name's Jared. I never met up with Jared again. Um, then I had to get all of my files from my doctor for the lawsuit, mm-hmm. and. It was like a stack of probably a thousand pieces of paper. And my first thought was, I wonder if there's anything in here about my donor because I was obsessed about trying to find out who my donor was. When I got the call, I flipped through all the obituaries of Alberta and I found who my donor is. But I didn't, like, I couldn't for sure yeah, say. Yeah. There, there were two people that were young that had died the week before. So, anyways, I kind of already knew. Yeah. But I'm flipping through all these papers. There's literally one piece of paper in a stack of like a thousand pieces of paper. It has everything on it. And it said donor, female, died August 30th um, from a pulmonary embolism. And I think that was all it said, but that was all I needed to know. So Jared's wife died August 30th mm. from a pulmonary embolism. She had just had their third baby. Oh my gosh. Days before. <gasps> no. So at that point I knew because I had heard his story. I had heard the dates of everything. I'm like, it's her. I knew it. It's her. I knew it. Cause I even remember reading her, her obituary and thinking that's crazy.
0: Was it complications during the labor? No, like... it
1: was like three days after. Oh my gosh. So, oh my gosh. Ugh. Yeah. So at that point in time, I like held it to myself and I'm like should I tell Jared that I know this information Mm -hmm. so I probably waited three months and I'm like I gotta tell him like this is so cool I have to tell him so sent it to him but he wanted to confirm it because he didn't want to get too excited I think how do you start that conversation I just I just sent it to him wow yeah so then we decided we are going to write each other letters. And so, you write each other letters. They send them to... We send them to the program. And then they are supposed to... What a sneaky test. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we got them, we would know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we never got them. What? So them work like i knew i'm like there's no way like this is so specific yeah like there's not another person but at the same time i was like well why didn't we get the letters that's so weird so we just like time just went on we're like i don't know like whatever and then okay for people who don't know (laughs) there was a horrific bus crash last year with a hockey team yes one of the hockey players, his name is Logan, he donated all of his organs. Yeah. So, Jared actually was Logan's teacher, and... What? Jared, Jared is a science teacher, and so Jared has always shared how he donated Chris's organs, and so that might have planted the seed for Logan to be an organ donor. So when he died, Jared actually got to speak at his funeral about oh. him. But then he, Jared was getting interviewed by like CBC and he reached out to me. He's like, we really need to get to the bottom of this. Cause I'd love to talk about this, but like, I really need to know if you really are the recipient or not. Yeah. So that day we both emailed the organ donation program. And within like two hours, she wrote us back and she's like, I am so sorry. There was a mix up. Here's your letters. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Can we just unpack this for a second? Because,
0: okay, you're saying that Jared, whose wife donated her organs, was the science teacher of Logan who Mm -hmm. passed away in the bus crash. Yeah. Who donated all of his organs. Yeah. And Jared spoke about. Yeah. his what like I can't that's so... I have chills
1: I do too <laughs> I'm
0: like trying not to cry that yeah. is unbelievable to me yeah yeah
1: wow and so wow and so now you guys know yep now we know and actually about two weeks well almost two weeks ago now so like I said Jared's a science teacher and he teaches grade I know grade 12 science for sure and they learn about the eye and for years he's been saying to me i want you to come talk to my class but just like a year ago we finally like confirmed it and so he's doing the eye unit now and he's like i know this is last minute but like i really want you to come talk to my class i'm like absolutely so yeah like two weeks ago i went and It was awesome, because this time we were meeting again, um, but we knew this time, so it was totally different, and it was amazing. It was so cool. It was, like, honestly one of, like, the greatest moments of my life. So he was obviously there, but then um, two of his three kids were there to listen, and then also Krista's mom was there, too. So I got to meet all of them, which is... Just so cool. And they got to see my eye. Yeah. And it's cool oh. because like when you meet, if you meet an organ donor, like it's like, oh you have my yeah relative heart. heart. Yeah. And you can't see it. but You can yeah. see the cornea. Oh it's my like, gosh. there it is. That's it right there. So, anyways, there was a lot of tears. But again, it was so cool because I could just pour my heart out to jared and his family like how grateful i am absolutely and again like not many people get to. i mean nobody in alberta can do that yeah so backtrack a little bit the people at the who like organized the dinners i talked to her at the second one that i did and i said so i know that jared is my donor family and she's like oh my gosh we made a huge mistake and I didn't even realize it until you were both up there speaking.
0: Right. Because you could totally just piece
1: it together. Right. And she admitted, she's like, we made a huge mistake and we should have never had you both there at the same time. I'm like, yeah, but, but it, yeah, it actually is perfect because yeah. Yeah. Otherwise we never would have known.
0: So what is the reasoning for all the secrecy? Like, I, I mean, I guess I can see it in a way, but
1: Probably um, just because some people don't want to know. I guess. Yeah. You, yeah. you want the privacy. Want
0: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Like you'd want to know what their story is and what their yeah. family is. And, and, and you would want to reach out and say like, you gave me an amazing gift, yes. right? Like this is unbelievable. I can see.
1: That was always my number one thing yeah. and why I was so adamant. Like I want to know who this is because yeah. I want to be able to like say thank you with a name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and and you know hug them and say like yes look at
1: what you your choice yes. gave me yes and that's exactly what i got to do mm-hmm. two weeks ago which yeah. is crazy like crazy. it was such a full circle moment like i really feel like everything is like packaged up in yeah. a nice little bow now and it's like i can finally let this go yeah because yeah. you know when you have heavy things and you carry them around but this yeah. it, was like I don't know anything. this. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. Know. <laughs> Maybe one day, <laughs> but like this w- was such a weight that was lifted because it was yeah. It was it was literally full circle. Absolutely. It's like okay, I know exactly who it was now. Her name is Krista, and she has three kids, and she lived in Lethbridge. And this is wow. her. Or this was her husband Jared, and he. This is a science teacher, and how weird is that? That he teaches about the eye. About the eye. Oh yeah. my gosh. Full disclosure so. I wanted the story to wrap up with, and then you guys fell
0: in love. No, she's married. No. <laughs> I'm that's married. That's and
1: that's he remarried. So. Oh, no. I was like, and then, and then, <laughs>
0: we're going on our first day next week. <laughs> and so do you
1: still stay do you now stay in touch with like krista's mom yeah she gave me a little card with her phone number and she said anytime you're in lethbridge i'd love to go for coffee with you like that would be amazing i'd love that can
0: i just say something else that's weird is that you were going to school in lethbridge when this happened yes
1: yeah which so that is part of my speech that i do talk about Mm -hmm. is that it's weird because i she actually played basketball at U of L when I went to U of L, so I'm like, we probably crossed. I mean, it's not a big school. No. We probably saw each other.
0: You're like, you were like living these like parallel lives yes. like at the same time
1: yes and I mean what's the number Al- <laughs> everywhere in Alberta yeah that I could possibly be from it was Lethbridge that's insane and actually it's kind of cool I'm sorry your story because- is too much I can't <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool because m- one of my best friends Um, like I knew her in high school and became good friends in university and we lived together. She actually teaches at Jared's school.
0: Oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. It's
1: like really, it's all intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm speechless. Like I know, isn't it so cool? It's so cool. So now (laughs) like when I went there, I said to Jared, I said, you know, we really need to do something cool Mm -hmm. because no, there's like nobody like us, like a donor family and recipients that know each other, and we could do our story together. Yeah. At, yeah. I don't like. Well, I not mean, here well I Jared. I <laughs> didn't
0: think it all started with an amoeba named Patrick. <laughs> and you have all, all of this to owe to Patrick,
1: to our friend Patrick. <laughs> So it's a happy ending. I feel like it's a happy ending. Yeah, I went through a lot of shit. (laughs) Yeah. But it's weird because I feel like this is my life's mission. Yes. Is to speak about organ donation and tissue donation. Yeah. And I had to go, obviously, I had to go through all that. And now, like, anytime anybody asks me to do anything about speaking about it, I hate doing it but <laughs> i'm like yes I will this do is it. what i need I to will do, do it yeah. because i just know i'm meant to do it
0: well plus when you're saying tissue donation yes um i guess for me and i don't know enough about it but i, I didn't even that didn't even occur to me that that would have to be something that you specify yes and somebody like you could be waiting for that and yeah. it's just not happening because no one's yeah no nobody knows yeah awesome. wow
1: yeah donate
0: your eyes guys yeah. On the last podcast, the takeaway was don't rock banks. Yeah. And now, and now we're, we're at, we're at on today's... our takeaways donate your eyes. Tell, well, donate. Er, Organ er, donation. Organ donation. <laughs> Org donation. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michelle, Carly, that was our episode. It was crazy bonkers banana pants. I'm in shock like actually speechless yeah like uh, there were so many times where I was like jaw on the floor arms in the air like what on earth yeah and I almost cried multiple multiple times and goosebumps and just crazy amazing story yeah like I feel inspired and in awe thank you Jana for sharing that story with us and thank you for listening and just I mean Take whatever Im- whatever inspiration you can from this episode, and yeah, I'll do good. If nothing else, don't go swimming with your contact lenses. Oh my gosh! Like I just want to rip my contacts out of my eyes right now. I can't even look at you in the eyes. Right <laughs> now. Like, don't shower with them. Don't go swimming with them. I can't. Like, I can't even. Yeah. The amount totally. of times I have done that, like, makes me want to rip my eyeballs out. Like, even in high school, I remember you would sleep over after a night at the bar how dare you I never went to the bar. I mean I never drank when we went to book club and yeah. then it was so late you over. yes and you would fall asleep with your contacts Pinching in and... my Bible <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd just be like okay I'm awake now splash yeah. some water in your face yeah I you mean you could have had a parasite in your eye what would I have named it Chad already t- Ooh. Chad in conclusion if you liked our podcast don't forget to hit subscribe and like us on social media on Instagram at i did not sign up for this dot podcast and on Facebook at i did not sign up for this hey guys so we're just jumping in here because we realized while listening to this old outro that we now have a Patreon and that means we have some people to thank so for the those of you that don't know you can find us at patreon.com at, uh, slash I did not sign up for this. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, it's a, basically a monthly subscription. We've got bonus content. Um, and you get a shout out on one of our episodes. <laughs> Guys, this is taking us so long to record this. And I, I have not spoken. <laughs> <once>. <laughs> it's just me. I'm messing things <laughs> up. Okay. So, Michelle, do you want to... Start off and we'll just do every other name. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. These are our Patreons, our newest Patreons for this week. Our first one is Lauren H. Hazel H. Luke. Steph O. Lizette M. Stephanie N. Tanya S. Beth G. Princess Giant. And Laura C. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah. We have a lot more to thank, but we're going to split it up so it's not just like name soup so if you didn't hear your name but you are a patreon just listen to um our future episodes where we'll thank you and if you have a story to tell um hit us up on social media or send us an email at i did not s-t-u-f-t no t no no, i it's i didn't i didn't didn't. s-u-f-t at gmail.com i didn't suft suft at gmail.com Maybe we'll just never give people our (laughs) email address. That's probably good. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.